DJ and PK, it's time to welcome in Craig Bowlerjack. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Bowler, good morning. David James, Patrick Kinahan, how are you? Uh, we're, Sweet. We're fine, but I use the term good morning loosely. Yes, Booner uh, would use it because, you know, you opened your eyes, you're breathing, and your feet hit the floor. That's how Booner yeah, judges brother, a good morning. Yeah, I, that's Booner. Yeah, Booner would be that way. But, <laughs> but for people who judge it based on how cold it is, how much snow is on the ground, or if the Jazz won the night before, well, it's not such a good morning. No, it's not. It is not. I've been pondering your call for since last night's game. So uh, hard to dive into it, but uh, I read your uh, your tweet this morning, DJ, about uh, and, and fans' reaction to it. There are some interesting, um, you know, responses to to your question. Absolutely. I uh, wish I had answers, but we can work this out together. Hopefully. The defense looked much better, but in the last seven minutes, I thought the confidence level was shockingly low. The decision-making, all the turnovers, and then a couple of the offensive rebounds they gave up, those are just gut punches. Yeah. You know what? Uh, what's amazing is um, it was a game of runs back and forth. The other part of this equation is that Denver had seven healthy players that played, and you got 61 out of two of them in Jokic and Jamal Murray. Okay, but you move to the final you know, six minutes of the game, the Jazz scored five points, uh, and you don't win basketball games anywhere, whether you're home or away, with that type of performance along with the critical turnovers that occurred down the stretch. Um, you know, I think defensively they looked better. They played, you know, uh, as Quinn likes to call it, connected. And, you know, they knocked down 14 threes, a great start, had a lead of uh, 15 points and just couldn't hold on to it. And you're, you bring up a great point. I was surprised of the, the the turnovers, which equals, I guess, makes you look like you're not confident and you're not connected. And, you know, that's how it played out. And Denver was just the opposite. They were on a mission knowing they were shorthanded and really took control of the game and were the more confident team. Uh, that's just plain and simple. They were. And that's how you won games on the road. But I think what is more stunning is that Mike Malone was so short on his bench that this team just used that as a rallying cry. And and the Jazz just seemed to be a team that didn't understand, um, you know. I, I think I, I from my chair, what I saw last night, too, was urgency, the lack of, in, in a race uh, that now, you know, includes – team that you have to beat to run yourself to the top of the West, and instead you, you've taken a fall, five straight losses against teams that you have to beat. And now you lost two, you know, two consecutive games in a week to Denver. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting time, a tough time. Uh, after the Jazz uh, were beating teams they should have beaten, right? 19 of 21, uh, lesser opponents. And now against teams you have to win, the Jazz have uh, definitely struggled. And then you have to start talking about integrating Mike Conley, and we can go wherever you want from there. But the shots, uh, the ones he demands, the one that Bogdanovich demands, Donovan and Rudy, Joe stills in the starting lineup, but yet has become a less of an offensive 
part of what the Jazz are doing right now. He's more of a facilitator, and that's really what he was doing when he struggled earlier in the season but off the bench. Now, though, as a starter, there's just not that many shots to come his way, and I think that's another part of the discussion as well. How much of it is just snowballing and they're losing confidence and they get in the end of the game thinking, oh, no, here we go. So it's more of a mental thing, and with that in mind, a couple of wins would correct it. PK, I think this whole thing's mental. You know, our jobs are that way, too. If you doubt yourself, you start to kind of, uh, you know, push and get off of uh, what you, what got you there, so to speak. Um, this team, you know, has two all-stars, and that was another part of some of the responses this morning on Twitter. And, that, you know, that's it, the Jazz have struggled since that announcement on that Thursday night a week or so ago. Um, they were They were struggling before. Uh, but I can't really believe that just because your name to an all-star team is, is going to put added, would make you, you know, tumble like this as an t- entire team. I could see maybe a player, uh, maybe the pressure is a little high and you start to push a little bit, but you work through it. And hopefully the Jazz will. But, uh, you know, winning does always is, is the cure of all ills, PK, and I get it, but how do you get there? Because you have Portland tomorrow night, and you have, in the back of your mind, you're thinking about what Damian Lillard did just a few nights ago in Portland, and then you hit the road to play Harden and Westbrook, and then you have to go and play Porzingis, and if Doncic is going to play with that ankle. So uh, then you finish with Miami prior to the All-Star break. So uh, this is this is if you want to test, this is it right before us. So when you say it's mostly mental, I, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of stuff that's going on that's mental, but I think it comes in several different things. I think just recently now the losing streak's weighing on them because it felt like the way they lost the fifth game was different than the way they lost the first four. Maybe the all-star thing is part of that. Integrating Conley back in is part of that. Do you, I, I think Conley's playing fine now. Earlier he wasn't, but I think he's playing fine now. I think the hitch here is integrating him in and everybody knowing what their role is and what they're supposed to do. Sometimes it looks like there's a little hesitation, like, am I supposed to do that or is he? Yeah. Am I supposed to go get the ball? Am I supposed to let him? Should I give the ball up? And that little bit of hesitation, I think, makes you a lot easier to defend. Do you sense that hesitation in that when you're calling a game sometimes? You know, you kind of have the flow and you feel what's going on and then nothing's going on. You're like, guys, what? even I know something's supposed to come next. I can feel it. Yeah. No, that's another great point. I I think that equates into turnovers, too. If you hesitate, instead of just going with the flow and the natural flow of the game, there's just one little hitch, giddy-up, or hiccup, you know, turns a, you know has, a, has a turnover. And I saw that multiple times last night. You know, um, again, where the cutter would be, positioned on the floor, ball handling. And if you even, you know, if you, if you hesitate, then that's where some of the issues are starting to kind of swell up, in my opinion, instead of just being in the flow, uh, understanding where everybody's going to be. And and I think, again, Mike's playing well. And I think, again, though, the integration part is part of the issue. And I keep looking at shots and, you know, where's Joe? But yet he has six assists last night. But look, Donovan took 24 shots. Bogdanovich took 18 Mike took 13, and Gobert got 10. Um, 
and Joe got four. That's your starting lineup. And so Joe's going to have to work this out uh, and figure this out, too, on what his role is. But also he's the facilitator for Gobert. And, you know, Rudy you know, was 7-10 last night. He got a double-double and 14 rebounds and 16 points. But yet, you know, Joe has to be a guy that's going to have to find his own shots. And I don't know if they're going to come to him as easy as they were uh, prior to Mike's return. So work in progress. It's a tough time to have it. But the Jazz are going to have to work through it or they're going to take a tumble. They've gone from second to fifth in a matter of a week's time uh, in the Western Conference. And again, the schedule doesn't, excuse me, doesn't get, you know, any easier before the All-Star break. Now, granted, they've got home games, but last night, again, you had a, you had an opportunity to, 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 to swipe away this, this losing streak against, you know, a shorthanded Denver team and just couldn't get it done. Jokic, I'll be honest, dominates. He's, he's an incredible talent. And Jamal Murray was a great, uh, you know, uh, partner for him last night of, of what they did against the Jazz. And you know, you get 61 points away. That's the other part is that there's there's just one or two players that have really stung the Jazz during this five game losing streak. Jokic is one. Jamal's another. You know, you throw in Gordon and Damian Lillard, and uh, you know, it's hard to say that one man or two men can beat you. But that's kind of what's happened lately. So Mitchell is the all-star. He usually leads the team in FGAs. He's only 23, though, and I'm wondering if he has enough cred to just say, guys, I'm the leader of this team. This is not going to happen. Here's what we're going to do. And if not, are they missing someone who can do that? Um, I think he's done it before PK. I don't think that he is, is a guy that uh, is lacking in confidence. Again, I can't climb inside his head, but I was in the locker room last night, and this was not a place you want to be. Um, a solemn, focused, um, self-like, you know, introspective of what we're doing. Donovan was right there, just in his chair. Uh, and again, it's a it's a situation you work through. Look, it's basketball. They're very good players on this team. All of a sudden, they just didn't become bad. Um, you know, talking to Matt and Thurl on broadcast, they both kind of predicted that they would go through this after the, the run of 19 of 21. And they know better than I do about the mindset of players and how this league and the schedule works. 82 games is a long run. And they both kind of thought, great, you know, you're winning and you're winning big and you have incredible amount of confidence. And all of a sudden, you stumble once, twice, three, four, five times. And now you have to work through that, um, the doubt and what's happened. But it comes against teams, too, and I think that's where fans are, are you know, disturbed because these are teams you have to be if you want to climb in to a competitive spot as a number two or, or win the West. And I think that's what makes this even more disturbing is because it's the teams you're losing, you're losing to. Well, if I start talking about acceptable losses, PK's liable to lean over and take a swipe at me. You know, his New Jersey roots, he just can't handle that. Can't but, handle it, no. But, but when I look at these five games, I, I get why they lost in Denver, and I even get why they lost in Portland, and I'm completely with Matt and Thurl. When you've been hot and you get cold, it tends to snowball. And it's just how quickly did you dig yourself out of it. But Houston and Denver were really shorthanded, and San Antonio is not that good. So there's, to me, there's three losses in this that are way uglier than the other two. And, okay, so it happens, but when you're up by 10 in the fourth quarter, 15 in the third, 10 in the fourth, 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, I thought they had it solved and they were going to win the game. And then the last seven minutes were awful. You ought to see some of the stuff that we've been sent on Twitter just in the last 15 minutes. When you hang up, go look at it. Jeff Goldblum staring at a big, uh, taking the glasses off, staring at a big pile of dinosaur oh, dung. You saw that? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That was, Jurassic Park reference. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was good. That, that, and that really does sum up the last seven minutes. Even the most... Even the most positive jazz fan can't find anything in those last seven minutes. They were a mess. Well, you know, I'm looking at my score sheet last night, too. In the fourth quarter, Ingles did not score. Uh, Clarkson had five points but was not used in that closing lineup. Uh, Royce O'Neal um, did not uh, did not uh, score. There was really nothing from the bench. It was basically left up to Donovan Conley and, and Rudy Gobert. And you had one bucket from Bogdanovich in the fourth quarter. So, you know, Jazz will be back at practice today. Uh, another game tomorrow. I thought the two get the two days off was something that you know that hadn't had occurred. I think in, since early December. Think about that two days of practice where you can actually go out and work together. And Quinn told me last night Clarkson had only practiced with the Jazz twice uh, prior to the two days uh, since he since the trade was made with Cleveland. Uh, but it's amazing Clarkson was able to integrate himself very quickly. And so that's the other part of the conversation is why is this an issue to integrate another player back into the lineup? Well, he's a starter for one. I get it. He's going to command offense uh, and touches. Uh, and the rest of the team is just going to have to try to figure this out, you know, Joe being one of them. Um, and, again, I think the other part of the discussion is, you know, when you talk to Quinn about starters and closers, that's the other part of this discussion, too, is, you know, do you stay with a hot hand, or you to continue with rotations? And that's up to Quinn Snyder on how he's how he sees and feels it. Um, and and again, last night was just just a strange game again, where a team just seemed to be more passionate at the moment than the Jazz. And then again, doubt begins to set in. PK, uh, and as you guys know, we've been around this sport a long time. The mental side, the confidence side of this really weighs heavy in all the equations of wins and losses. And we didn't discuss this at all when the Jazz had won, you know, 19 of 21 because they had such an incredible amount of continuity. Gosh, it was just a thing of beauty watching the way the ball moved around the floor. We saw some of that again last night, but basically a collapse in the fourth quarter. And where that confidence went, I don't know. Uh, They're going to have to... You know, find that out for themselves. Well, we'll ask Joe Ingles. He's going to join us next. Bowler, thanks for a few minutes. Absolutely, guys. See you soon.